Press Conference Podcast. We're up to uh, episode 37. I'm Dave, and I'm here with my co-host, Phil. Hello there. <laughs> How's it going? Very good. Welcome back. Episode 2, Attack of the Dave. Yeah, it feels weird to be recording again. It's, it feels like I've been away for a little while. I've only missed a couple of weeks, but um, yeah, it's good to be back. I felt like our episode before, so obviously the last episode, um, big shout out to Matt and Tony from Jumping On. Obviously that didn't have you on it, which was actually a bit sad in hindsight. And I mean, editing the podcast and stuff like, I don't like editing the podcast, so you need to stay on all the episodes from now on because although, hey, I will say, I'll, I'll, I'll give myself some credit. I think I did an all right job. Yeah, you did pretty good. It was good. But I just fucking hated doing it and I'm not that quick at it and it took me a long time. <laughs> Yeah, I don't take much stuff out, so I uh, kind of like to leave it as is. And as Tony said, raw dog it. So, raw dog it. Yeah, I just kind of cut all the bits together. But uh, it came out really good. It's a shame that uh, Connor couldn't come on, but I'm sure we'll uh, try and get him, him back soon. Absolutely. Um, but then even like then, the episode before then, we, we smashed that out pretty quick because um, it was just the Aussie radio hour. Yep. And then before that, yeah, it's just been a while. Yeah, it's been uh, been a little bit going on in the in the news and stuff. I've been to as many shows as you. I've got a big run coming up in the next couple of months. But um, would you call me? Huh? <laughs> Get you off edge. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. Good to be back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, our quality is horrible. But let's let's roll dog it. Let's keep going. Yeah, let's go. Um, all right. So, yeah, a lot of stuff going on, music news, gigs, announcements, and all that kind hey, of stuff. Hey, before we get to that, Dave, what's yeah. been going on? What else has been going on in your life? Man, I painted a bathroom on the weekend. You painter, and, Dave. Yeah. Do I look like a painter? A little bit, actually. You look more like a plumber with that mustache, but... Yeah, I know. I think uh, it's got to go now that I have to wear me, Dave. <laughs> yeah. It's all... <laughs> Ay, 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 ay. <laughs> oh, fuck, this is so bad. <laughs> um, no, yeah, I think so. How'd the, how'd the bathroom look? Yeah, it came out all right. Um, yeah, just f- plain white. Harvey ripped the, uh, the towel rail off the, off the wall recently, oh. so we had to get it patched up and then had to repaint. So, Rough. nice little, nice little cleanup job. So, yeah, uh, apart from that, just been smashing. Suicide and Sunshine over and over yeah. again. And how's the album? <laughs> it's a great album. But yeah, I've uh, yeah, um, been smashing that and just really kind of looking forward to these uh, these shows coming up. Yeah, nice. Um, I haven't been painting anything. Do I, even, I don't even know if I have anything to paint, but uh, I, what I have been doing is uh, painting the town in Philip because I've been getting on the source way too much. Uh, no, I had a good weekend. Went to uh, in Newtown. They had the beer footy and uh, beer footy and food fest. Went with a bunch of people from work. Good day. Saw the lines get up on the over the cat. So sucked in Geelong. Um, but then what I did want to say was obviously we spoke about last week. Alira, we're up in Sydney, and I actually did end up taking like nine people from my work who aren't into heavy music at all, and it ended up being like some of the most fun I've had at a show in a long time. So. Uh, Alira sounded great, and the two new members were fucking good. It was, good yeah, good show. 
That's great to hear. I'm uh, my pay was a little bit late to go in, so I'm put it in the calendar. So I'll be there the August nineteenth show, the Melbourne mm-hmm. uh, Boyer Demise two So I'm super keen to get to that because, uh, yeah, I just keep missing him. So I'm a huge fan, but sister. I've been able to to join the dots, so I'm super. I still can't. I still cannot wait for that Sydney show. Like Father Deerhands and Finding Better Health. Um, oh. Fuck, it really just gets me hard. So, um. <laughs> Jeez, you've um, been hitting the sauce, haven't you? Absolutely. And I just came back from Barbie, so you know that I'm. I don't know. I'm just excited. Paul's it was a good movie. Again. Oh, fuck off. Great movie though. Um, you're not going to like it if you're offended by woke jokes, but. Uh, if you're just a, a normal person, you probably will enjoy it. Yeah, heard good things. Um, looking forward. And that Billie to Eilish it. song at the end absolutely fucking tore through me. I thought I was going to bloody. Is this, it a cover this... of Barbie Girl? Nah, original. Okay. The, the Barbie the Barbie Girl cover is by Nicki Minaj and Ice Spice. Oh, oh not, not quite, yes. Not quite in your wheelhouse, I don't think, Dave. No, no I'm very too much white for that. That's um, right. Too much white. <laughs> Borderline racist. <laughs> I'm too much white. Yeah, yeah, I, I hear, I hear. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, a lot of gigs coming up soon, right? Like you were just talking before. Yeah. Big run. Absolutely huge. So uh, we've got like uh, some, what was that uh, festival that Angel Dust and Descendants are playing on? Yours and ours, and they Yours finally and got the side shows that we have been after. Yeah. Bad news um, for you, though. Bad, bad news for me. So Angel Dust and Descendants are on the same night. Ooh. It's fine because, I like, it's not a hard choice because may never see Descendants again, so I'll be going to that unless yeah. a little plan kind of unfolds. Um, but my odds are on for the Wednesday night show. Which what is the eighteenth? There, there may be an appearance of Dave at Torquay Hotel. Thought you were going to say you're going to come to Sydney, and I'd be like, that'd be nice. I'm coming to Sydney. Anyway, are you, are you, you got some leave? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I got some leave. Watch out. I pipe down, Chachi. I'm not going to the Descendants. No, that's fine. Just because I, I do really want to see them, and I do like like some songs from them, but I just don't think I can justify the money. When there's so many other bands coming out that I want to see, obviously got Perth coming up soon. Going to see our international listeners, so I just something had to give, and I think that's one of them. Yeah, it's like it. I think well, the, the it's at the forum, so I don't know if I can miss them at the forum, but it's um, awesome. it's like eighty dollars, I think, for the ticket. Yeah, rough. Yeah. Angel Dust is like thirty five. Yeah, which is pretty they're awesome. The, they're played at the Chippo in Sydney, which is like as big as my bedroom. So yeah, it's going to be fucking good as get around that because yeah. I reckon, I reckon they'll go a little bit harder than they sound as well. I know they're a bit poppy, but I think they bring some some hardcore vibes. I think it depends what their set list is. I think they set, they've got a lot of songs that I think are on the fence of being maybe a bit more, you know, basement-y, a bit more, like, alternative, yeah. and then you've got some songs that maybe are a bit more hardcore-y. So, yeah. fuck, it's hard to say. I, I, I assume that their sideshow will be a bit more hardcore-y, and they'll save more of that pop stuff for, for the festival, but I guess we'll see. Yeah, who knows? I haven't actually looked at what they're playing, so um, yeah, I'm glad one of us is going to see them because yeah. yeah, they've been a big band for me the last couple of years. 
Well, I wouldn't have got into them if it wasn't for you. And I mean, as much as I only really listen to that one album, the the truck songs. Yeah. Uh, I think it's just something I can't miss. Like, I think yeah. they're going to blow up again. Like, not maybe not as big as Turnstile, but I think they're they're probably not going to play Room Like the Chippo again. So, yeah. got to go. True. Uh, so today, uh, as we're recording this, Quicksand and the Bronx both announced tours as well for later That's in the wild. year. The Bronx love coming to Australia, hey? Yeah. They were here, here all the time. Eight months ago? Yeah. At the end of last year? Yeah. So I have a theory. Oh, uh, I think we spoke about this. Quicksand, uh, Quicksand are playing the week after, the week before Good Things. So you reckon Gorilla Biscuits are going to play at Good Things? There's a good chance. Or Rival Schools. I'd prefer Rival Schools. It's more up my alley. Yeah. Um, but either or would be good, I think. Yeah. That'll draw a huge crowd either one, I think. Do you reckon? Yeah. If it's Gorilla Probably. Biscuits. Yeah. For sure. I'm going to be honest with you. The tours that we've been hand- handed have been absolutely like chef's kiss, like incredible. Yeah. Good Things are surely running out of some bands that are new. And haven't played in like the last few good things, right? Yeah. I don't know, actually. Look, I think it's going to be more metal based. I think you'll see like, I don't know, I don't know, some some metalcore, like pure metalcore bands coming out, like Invent Animate, something like that. They're already coming they're, out. Are they? They're coming out with um, We Came as Romans. Okay, well, um, that's what I'm saying. Name a band. They're probably coming out. <laughs> Well then, because we spoke, I think we spoke about like Weezer as well. I think Green Day are a good chance to probably head headline, but like Weezer are playing with Kiss in October, so that's rank. Yeah. Um, I still think Fallout Boy is the pick for a headliner. They're going to have to have someone big. I feel like that's. I don't know who else you can. Get. Green Day would be a good get. And then other than that, I don't know who's going to have mass appeal. Them like I think you mentioned Muse. Muse would be it wouldn't be a bad one. We went down. But I, think, I, but I think I think I think Muse would sit in that Deftone spot that we have. Yeah, you know, and they had then Bring Me came on. I think there's going to have to be something that's got. I think Muse is fantastic and probably a better band than all those bands we just talked about, in my opinion. But I do think they're going to need something that's probably a little bit more. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but a bit I more wider appeal, popular. As much as Fallout Boy are super popular, it's people of our age and younger, or my age and younger. They're not really catering for people like around the forties and and above. Oh, I'm so sorry. You didn't need to say like. Why do you cringe when you said that? Forty is fine, Dave. Yeah, forty is fine. <laughs> but how many forty year olds do you know that are like fully into Fallout Boy? Compared to people like that are into. <laughs> how, how old? How old's me? <laughs> Joking, <laughs> May. I love you. <laughs> but that's just that's my only argument against. Oh, actually, actually Fallout Boy. I think they could play like early they could play headline. They could play early afternoon. They could be second or third last as the sun setting, and they would still draw a huge crowd. Actually, it doesn't really matter when you play. Honestly, if I'm Fallout Boy and they say, "Hey, you're playing third last," I'm going to be like, "Fuck you." Well, it depends who's after them. They could have Metallica after them. That would be fair. Yeah, maybe counterparts come back. Well, that could happen. Yeah, but they'll play two o'clock in the afternoon. They'll play that spot. That- oh, yeah, I'm no, not talking I'm completely. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just dreaming right now. I'm just dreaming right now. <laughs> Where's my phone? Oh, I don't know. Fuck. 
I was going to say, like, <laughs> I thought I wrote down some thoughts the other day, but I can't remember. Um, yeah. Proud of you. Are you going to go to the Bronx? I'm going to try. I'm going to try and do as much as I can. Um, I know we were talking kind of in between episodes, but I'm kind of moving into rather buying tickets and than records at the moment. And there's just look, so much I think. Up. I think what I'm really enjoying at the moment is gigs at the moment, especially up in Sydney. I think like, you know, mates up here have been really good to go to gigs with. I think vinyl, as much as I'm still buying a lot of vinyl, actually, no, I'm not buying a lot of vinyl, but the vinyl I am buying are vinyl that I really want. So I think I'm just taking it easy on all fronts. You know, life's expensive and then gigs are a bit more easier to to justify. So can't complain. So there's one more band on the list that announced the And game. I heard that they're shit. Neck deep, mate. Yeah? Are they? I've you don't get the that. joke. You don't get the joke, do you? Yeah, no. Ah, fuck. That's right, Dave. <laughs> Are you sure you're not 40? No, I'm close. Um, no, Neck Deep finally coming out. Uh, with yours truly. Yeah. Look. Oh, Dave. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Look, I'm a bit bummed about it because every time I've seen yours truly in the last two years, they've actually been really crap. Um, but at the same time, you know, I'm, I'm one to give bands a go and keep seeing bands. And then I know that one good show can change my whole opinion on a band and that. But look, Nick Deeper Coming is the main thing. They're playing some big rooms as well. Like I'm absolutely devastated. I can't be in Melbourne to see them play at the Forum. Mm. It's my favorite venue they're my, like one of my favorite bands. It would be incredible to do that, but it just didn't work out that I'm seeing them in Melbourne, but the Sydney data lines and I'll actually be in Perth when they're playing in Perth. So I'm actually really excited to go see them with Nick. Um, Cause I know Nick's a big fan as well. So the big bonds, big head. He, he we are going to get to the front, I think. And I'm, I'm going to actually experience firsthand that big nonce in my face. Well, um, it's, it's actually going to be like that episode of the Simpsons where Mr. Burns tries to block out the sun but yeah. where you're standing next to him blocking out the moon at the same time with your big yeah. dance. So Yeah, it's gonna um, it's gonna be fun. Yeah, that would have been so awesome to see neck deep with yeah. those guys. Um Yeah, I'm kinda of sad that I'm not seeing it with you because I'm seeing I'll see it with, with Jackson and Webby. I know they're big fans. Seeing it with Nick, but that's all right. We've seen we'll we'll see Bloom the week before. Yeah. yeah I think that's phase. one that's gonna slide for me. It'll be my third gig in four days. Around yeah. Father's Day and all that kind of stuff. So, which is crazy time for Lauren at work. So, I'll be back. You're a good man, Dave. They will be back. I mean, look, what I'm really excited is this is the first time they've been here since before the pandemic and they've released All Distortions Are Intentional in that time. A few bigger singles. I love that album. So, I'm really keen to see some of those songs live. This is going to be awesome. I absolutely can't wait. It's actually a really good album. I think it's so underrated, to be completely honest with you. Like, I, I don't understand why the hate's there. I think, yes, they're not going to make another Life's Not Out to Get You. That's absolutely fine, because I hate to break it to you. The peace and the panic's better anyway. So, Amen, oh, brother. spicy take. Spicy take. <laughs> peace and the panic's my favorite album by them. So, but so fucking good. You start at the peak of your apex. There's always downhill, and we'll talk about this later. Wow. Wow. <laughs> We're fucking alluding to things to come. But before we get to that, Dave, are we moving on? Is that what I'm, is yes. that, am I picking up what you're putting down? Yeah, that's a little segue. Philip, shut up. We don't give a fuck about what you want to say. <laughs> We're moving on. It's, 
it's fucking nine o'clock. I want to go to bed. That's right. Um, latest pickups. I've got some of those. I've had have have had a few of those. Um, it's actually been especially because it's been like a month since we've done a pickups kind of combo. Mm-hmm. I'm only going to talk you through five. Okay. Maybe six, but I think I've gotten some more. But on the weekend, I picked up three records uh, from Resist. I picked up the Inertia 10-inch Splatter. Matt Farrow wore me down, and it's it's good. I had to pick it up when I saw it. Um, and, you know, $30 for a record feels pretty good these days. So Especially for a 10-inch. Can't say no to that. Uh, I got the, oh, I mean, I know for you it might be a smoky album of the year, but Cerebral Circus by Initiate. I got the Splatter from Resist. That looks cool too. I really like the variant. Um, I mean, I haven't seen any other variants in person yet, but I really, I was like surprised when I pulled it out. I like how it's on the transparent blue with the orange and white splatter. So yeah, absolutely love that. I finally got a copy of You'll Be Fine by Hot Mulligan. Yes, it's like the 15th press, but I don't care. <laughs> it looks cool and I love the album. So had to get that. I also got, um, I'm going to out myself here. I got the uh, Bad Omen 7-inch, Limits Never Know. I couldn't give a fuck what anyone says. I don't like their music, but I'm a bit of a cunt and I'm going to be flipping that bad boy. <laughs> Whoa. Not really, actually. I've actually already given one to a mate for their birthday. And the other one, I think I'm just going to say for a rainy day. I mean, knowing, knowing me, I'll change my tune on them one day. <laughs> Don't do it. Uh, you know, I'm sorry. I still haven't listened to them, to be honest, so I have no opinion. I will say with, with Bad Omens, I think the thing that I just can't get past is when we were driving down to Melbourne for the last Delira show, uh, Matt Farrow, who we had on last week, started singing a Bring Me song, I think House of Wolves, over one of the Bad Omens songs, and it all lined perfectly. And I was like, that ruined it for me. I was like, these fuckers copied Bring Me the Horizon so bad. Um, but... What do you do? Uh, and then I also got the Fever Shack, um, Raw Dog and Reality, Smash and Hallucination, uh, which I was really keen on. And then uh, to end it, I got the um, the Orchid copy of Taylor Swift, uh, Speak Now, Taylor's version, which is awesome. It looks fucking beautiful as well. I think it's maybe the prettiest Taylor, Taylor Swift record I have. So Most of them are like solid colors, aren't they? I think I've, yeah, I've got picture discs or solid colors. This one's the first marble, it's marble putty, one that I have. It? Yeah, it's like, it looks like a putty. It's yeah. fucking like more putty looking than my day to remember putties. So yeah, I really love it. And I love purple. It's a good color. So my pickups. It's interesting that um, they're allowing her to have her re-recordings count as like number one. So she's had like 12 albums at number one and it's like the or something well I, I mean and these re-recordings like the taylor's versions are counting towards that well it's i reckon really live I'm, I'm sure like if you go through the history band like michael live. jackson would have had a live album in there um yeah i'm sure there's live albums in there and greatest that's that's in greatest hits would be in there yeah you're right yeah it's just interesting it popped up and i was like oh, okay but like they're not really new <laughs> You're just trying to like, you just want Thrice to be in the album of the year rankings at the end of the year, Dave. I don't give a fuck. I don't agree with it. No, it's okay. For, for, um, to keep the peace, I'll keep it out. Look, I'll be honest with you. The more I think about it, if it's a reimagined and it's really that different, I'll let it go. But if they've just gotten old and, and, and replayed these songs, I don't want to hear it. Well, 
we'll go through it later on in the year when we go through our list. But like, it's we'll do, we'll do that one in person. We'll record it. We'll have the boxing yeah. ring behind us, so we can be like, let's just sort <laughs> this out now. Ding ding. <laughs> but um, yeah, so they did like a companion podcast on it, and they actually didn't like how it came out from day one. So they've always wanted to change it, and they've actually been playing those songs differently because they thought it sounded flat and a little bit lifeless. So, yeah, it's interesting. Now, now, and now it doesn't sound flat, but in a little bit lifeless. It's <laughs> a joke, Dave. Oos, oos. How dare you? <laughs> I can't the chosen to... one. <laughs> I'm going to give you the cripple across face for sure. Yeah, I know. What a nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, what have you picked up lately? Um, what have I picked up? So I think I was just waiting for Fever Shack last time we spoke. So I received Raw Dog and Reality, the Hallucination, and the Friends and Family variant. Yep. And I also... You Friends and Family? Pardon? You Friends and Family? Uh, yes, sir. Fucking, that's nice. <laughs> very nice. Yeah, very nice. Nice. Um, and I also got, a co- got copies of... Self-titled. It sounded like you said you got a cock. <laughs> yeah, that's what I did say. So oh, I would grow up. <laughs> I got a, a copy of Fever Shack self-titled as well. So whoa, they let, they let they let that slip. So there's a little promo video. Um, Fucking family and friends benefits must be nice. No, it was it was on social media. I'd love to have a family or a friend. You've got both of those in there. <laughs> so I've got the hallucination, the family and friends of that. So um, nice. they sound so good. I just, the whole aesthetic of self-titled is really sick, like the colors and the, the artwork and stuff. And yeah, um, they're just, I think they've, they're destined for some pretty good things. So I'm keen as to see where they go next. I actually have, I also got those coming actually. I'm waiting. Can't wait to spin that. Yeah, so good. But uh, that's all that's that's come in since we last. Actually, you know what? I saw just shipped. Oh, AVVC finally shipped bad juju. Let's go. Finally, came out on Friday. Yeah, but oh, whatever, Dave. Right, I'm just excited to see things are coming in my mail again. And actually, speaking of stiff cut, I think I actually got a notification today that my father dear hands is shipping. So, oh, some good mail coming soon. Which one of those did you get? The infinite I splatter? I got splatter, yeah. Yeah, nice. I was so close to getting the swirl, and it was at a point in my life where I was um, I was living tough. <laughs> I couldn't afford to get both, and uh, I'm glad I picked the splatter. Very It'll nice. It'll be record. a rebalance. Yeah, me off the balcony, balancing. <laughs> Look out oh. for that window. <laughs> Oh, if there is a God, he's going to make it windy that day. So I fucking fall. I'll tell you right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so before you rudely interrupted me before. Actually, no. Let's carry on. <laughs> we did talk about good things, didn't we? Yes, we did. Fuck, man, I'm all over the shop. Hey, we're up to pickups, Phil. So actually, we've done pickups. <laughs> Dave, we're past pickups. We're on to... Play the intro. What are you smiling about? 
Dude, I almost had you. You almost had me? You never had me. You never had your car. There's a place off Ocean Avenue Where I used to sit and talk with you We were both 16 and it felt so right Sleeping all day, staying up all night The year is 2023. The date of this podcast is coming out on the 26th of July. 20 years ago and five days... Fuck, I fucked it again. 20 years ago and four days, Yellow Card released Ocean Avenue. Uh, I think this is an absolute incredible album that I think has lasted the test of time. And today we're going to talk about it, a part of our Fast Five and a bit of a cheeky, you know, what we're doing, how you going? Yeah, for some people, this might be the only one. (laughs) You pack your shit up and leave me in this empty apartment, Dave. I'm sick of your shit. Yeah. (laughs) Um. This record, tell me about it. You were you were probably what, like thirty when this came out? Yeah, thirty <laughs> nine. Nice. No, um, what was I in two thousand three? Never ask a man his age. Um, I would have been sixteen. Sixteen. Yep. Nice. Just uh, working through through the high school woes. Working a nine to five. No. Growing growing that that beard. <laughs> Already had the beard. Thank you. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah, Where just, were you? Just, uh, yeah, high school down at Western Port and Hastings. <laughs> oh, we, we, we have lost touch. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't actually remember it actually coming out. I think oh. I remember seeing the film clip at a mate's house on, like, Channel V. And oh, what a throwback. What's this? And his older brother used to drive us to cricket training and he used to flog this mix CD did he, with did this. He, did he used to drive you guys down Ocean Avenue? No. Oh. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> he used to play, like, had a mix CD with um, with Ocean Avenue, uh, yep. Story of the Year, stuff like that on it. So that's yep. where it kind of caught on from there. What about you? I remember listening to this for the first time. I think it would have been... I think it was like YouTube or MySpace era. Like I, I remember finding it through that. Uh, and I remember just finding the, I think Ocean Avenue must've been the first time I heard from it. And with the violins and everything like that, I was just like, what the fuck is this? And I think this album, it was just a banger. Like even if you weren't into pop punk, I think it just had like anthems after anthem after anthem. That was just like so important, I think for the scene. And I think just the difference with the the violin that it had in it, the orchestral kind of element, was just something different. And I think everyone that I knew in my life loved it, and we listened to it all the time, and I still listen to it now. Yeah, I agree. Like everyone was like, it was one of those ones that you couldn't avoid. So like everyone was, everyone was playing it if they're into that stuff. Um, yeah. And like it was just, it was probably a good gateway into pop punk as well. So it was good for people getting into the scene. That's kind yeah. of when... I think it was on the lighter side of pop punk. Oh, definitely. It's definitely very pop. Um, but this was a time when we started to go into shows, like Kiss JC were playing at the school, um, like the Mechanics Hall was going off. So it was kind of like a good 
gate yeah, it's a good gateway for for people to start getting into like music and trying to find similar kinds of things. Yeah. Um, in the local scene as well, not just in the uh, overseas stuff. Well, I think um, I think as well. Like I think lyrically from a pop punk record, this probably was a bit more of a serious record. I think pop punk at the time, you know, you got to think where Blink was at, You Found Glory were at, you know, Sum 41 was still making like a lot of good music back then. I think it was a bit more of a bit of a piss take, like having just a bit of fun, like in, in, a, in a way. And I like that, right? Like I'm not knocking that. I think this record comes along and it kind of was a bit more serious. A lot of songs about love. We're all teenagers. We're all getting into the scene. If not, we're not already there. And I think it just was perfect for what, like you said, gateway pop punk record, right? Well, gateway emo record, even in a way, right? I think it led to a lot of things that came after. I was definitely labeled emo. There, yeah. there wasn't like it was like either punk or or emo, like around yeah. around our. So if you listen to Ocean Avenue, New Fangler, and all that kind of stuff, you were like one hundred percent emo. Yeah. Um, and I think yeah, I think what what William William what the fuck's his middle name? Ryan. William Ryan Key, is that right? Yeah, maybe. Fuck, we did not do our homework. Yeah, I think he, 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 from my understanding, joined the band for this record. Like he wasn't, or the record before, I can't fucking remember. But I think, yeah, he just had a really big influence on this record as well. And I think what I was reading was, because I listened to, I mean, what what's your relationship with One for the Kids? Heard it after this. So like went back Same. a little bit. So like I didn't uh, have much to do with it. I thought it was kind of trash. It's very average. A really average album. Um, no, no disrespect. But I think for what I was reading when I was trying to figure out a bit about this album and kind of where it came from, he wrote nearly everything when it came to this record. Yep. So like what I was reading was he actually came up with all the melody lines and the chord progressions, took it to the band, and they all just sat around trying to figure out how the instruments could actually layer on top. Yep. Which I thought was really cool. And that's how I always thought bands would write music. I thought the vocalist would write something and everyone would figure it out. No, it's the um, opposite way around, to be honest. Well, that's that's what I've learned, you know, yeah. talking to people in the scene now. And I thought that the fact that he came with not only lyrics, the melody, as well as a chord progression, I feel like that is... I haven't heard a lot of instances of that happening. Yeah. There's a few bands, um, like Thursday, for instance, Jeff had complete control yeah. of the whole process for those first five albums. Really? Four albums. And then No Devolution was like the band working together and honing like really creating something from the ground up yeah. as a team. Uh, there's a, there's a few instances where like someone will come in and they'll just like, like silver chair, for instance, yeah. they, those two other members were just people who played the songs. Yeah. So yeah, but it's awesome because, well, it created such a unique album. It's like a timepiece as well, but it hasn't it was- aged that badly either. It's aged well. The records on either side don't really sound like it. No. Uh, and I don't think you know, like I'd ever captured that sound again, if I'm being honest. Um, but I don't think they need to. Like I've seen them play like plenty of times where they haven't just played Ocean Avenue. And their sets are great. Their music is really good, but I probably won't go back and listen to a lot of it other than this album. Yeah, that's kind of... They've got a bit of like newfound glory about them with that, where you probably only listen to the first two albums, three albums maybe, and maybe some are coming home. Like, I'm I'm guilty of that, where I'll only listen to Self-Titled and, and Sticks and Stones. 
Self-title was not at the start, was it? Yes. So, Fuck, so, it was too. Yeah, it came out before Sticks and Stones. Fucking, well. Well, yeah, I definitely think this one, it doesn't have, as a band, they don't have much else I'll go back to. But I think, like, what do you think this album ranks for you all time? Is it all close? Time. Is it not Is it not close? Like, where, where you got it? Um, well, I've got my 25 here. It's not in that. It's not even an honorable mention. Fair. Though, so, uh, I don't think it's even my top, even in my top 10 from 2003. All right. So, subjective to what you like, where yep. do you think this ranks in regards to importance in the scene? Oh, Maybe not a number, but like, you th- where do you think it's at? Really high. Yeah. Like, I think it's up there with, with, um, sticks and stones in like effectiveness. Oh, it's probably Jesus. not as good, but it's certainly as popular. I have a question for you, and this is probably a question for another pod. But the sticks and stones is that high up in your your top twenty five? Um, like where does that rank for best pop punk albums of all time? It has to be top five. You reckon? Yeah, I reckon. I'd agree. So it's probably well if I was doing it. You've got like probably Toy take up. of your pants and jacket. Yeah. Sticks and stones. I would put like Milo goes to college. It's like defining for that whole genre. I said that that album was pop punk and I got dragged. By who? <laughs> Pikey. Oh. Okay. Well, it definitely is. So, <laughs> um, what would be the other two that rounded out? You're probably looking at, you'd have to put in like the story so far. Yeah. And like, even like neck deep have to round out the five. I would agree with you. Yeah. I would agree with you. I would agree. All right. Yeah. Should we, should we smash out this fast five or you've got some other points you want to make? Um, not really. Where does the album rank for you in your top 25? I don't know. I haven't done my 25, as you know. I do think this album, the when I think of influential albums from my, like, growing up, my adolescence, I would say this album is up there. Mm-hmm. But I think out of all the albums that came out at that era, this wasn't at the top. But I think from memories that this album gives me, it's, it's really high up there. Like, I remember hanging out with my mates, and this album was a really important record for me and my mates, and... Yeah, it's going to be up there, but I don't think it ranks in my top 25. But in regards to influence, I think I think a lot of pop punk in that era wouldn't have gotten as emotional or as in, in touch with some of the lyrics as a lot of other pop punk at the time. Yeah. We talk about pop punk like when Blink did self-titled. I think that's in a different vein because that wasn't just lyrics that changed. It was the whole tone and the feel of the songs. Yeah. Whereas I think pop punk in general probably got even more whingy after this. And I feel like the lyrics got a bit more complex. So I think this has a big part to play in it. Yeah, for sure. I think I was thinking about it before we got on and I was listening to Lifetime, which I think are like a definite pop punk band. And I was just thinking about the different kind of, different kind of iterations of, of pop punk. So, and probably why this didn't, doesn't rake so high for me is it just is so polished yeah. like it's so clean it's like it's like shiny almost like and it's a bit samey for me as you go through 
listen yeah. to it now and like my fast five kind of reflects that a little bit. Um, really? But yeah, and that's why like I would prefer like, for instance, a, a So Long A Story by the Ataris is in my top 25. Yeah. And it's from the same year. Yeah. Um, has probably not as boppy, but still yeah. just as good for me, uh, I think. Yeah. So I don't know. I just like it like a little bit rawer in my in my pop punk, but that probably puts it more into the punk realm. So it's it's like I don't know, I hate this sub- it's all the same shit. Yeah, I, I, the the older uh, subgenre. That's not melodic hardcore. This yeah. is melodic hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> that whole subgenre, um, yeah, argument gets pretty old pretty quick. So, but that's kind of my reasoning why it hasn't ranked so high. I'm not discounting it at all, but. Yeah, my preference. When I pick, so, so just so people know, we Dave and I were talking about: do we do, I guess, a fast five of the albums that came out twenty years ago, right? For this year, I think we should blow that out to a bit of a bigger episode because I think going through that list, there are some absolute belters in there. Yeah. Um, but then I was thinking, okay, what's an album that I think would both be high for us in our top five, but maybe not the number one? Mm-hmm. So I picked this record. So it really surprises me that when you said that. Oh, this wouldn't even be in my. Top five, but I get it. But I think I, it's important records. So I have I it. so just just to let you know, I have one, two, three. Like I reckon, I could pick your top five from that twenty twenty three list. What do you mean? I reckon I could pick which albums you'd pick as your top five. <laughs> oh, from the two thousand three list. Yeah, yeah, but you probably could because two of them are like. Arguably my favorite bands of all time. So <laughs> three of them. <laughs> so that's what I was going to say. So three of them. And we know one of them is not Fallout Boy. So yeah. Sorry, Fallout Boy. Yeah. So in yeah, including honorable mentions, I got five in my top twenty-five from that year. So it's pretty. F- nice. Um, yeah. Nice. So nice. fast five. Let's finish this. Finish him. Finish him. I better get mine ready then. Have you done right. yours? Yeah, of course. Have you not done yours? Yeah, I've done mine. I just don't have them out. All right. We'll whip it out and I'll, I'll get mine going. All right. Actually, number before four. we do it, do you, want to, do you want to guess what my number one song might be? Uh, Empty Apartment. So my number five is View From Heaven. Okay. My number four is Life, is Sa- Life of a Salesman. Mm-hmm. And the reason those two are up there is because I just fucking love... The riffs in those songs are just so catchy and then the violin just really shines and I can't stress enough how much I love the violin in this yep. album. Number three, Banger, Only One. Okay. Number two, also Banger, Way Away. And number one, Sad Boy track on the album, Empty Apartment. What a fucking track. I just love it. And I think if you go, if we had Last FM for my whole life, this song would be in the top 10, I reckon. Yeah. I listen to it so much from like... 10 to like now, but really 10 to 16, it played like on repeat. Very good. What so about you? I can't guess your, can I guess your number one? Yep. I think your number one will be way away as well, but let's see where we go. No. Okay. So. <laughs> okay. Sorry. <laughs> Back off. <laughs> Uh, okay, so number five, I have only one. 
All right. Number four, One Year, Six Months. That song was an honorable mention for me. That is fucking good track. Number three is Empty Apartment. Mm-hmm. And two, Back Home. Right. Number Breathing. one. Hmm? Breathing. Believe. Believe. Okay. So lots of back-end back tracks of the album. And that's why I said to you this album's really long because I was like, man, it's taking ages to get to Believe, like longer than I remember. And then- Can I just... And I, I gave you shit for being like, oh, stop listening to bloody punk records that go for 16 minutes and they've got 30 <laughs> songs, you fucking nerd. <laughs> yeah, and then I looked at Lifetime and like, oh, this is 12 songs and 21 minutes. No wonder I'm... <laughs> well, you know, I went back and I, I just want to say, I had it in my notes. Let me get my phone up. War all the time. How long do you think that is? 20. Fuck off. War all the time by Thursday is 20 minutes. 20, oh, it's 42 minutes, sorry. I thought you yeah. said, how old is it? No, I know how old it is. Yeah. That's 42 minutes and the Black Parade's 50 minutes. I think this record yeah. is ad- like adequately timed. Yeah, it's fine. It just felt really long to me. But it also felt really samey at this moment where I think War of the Time has a bit of bit of changing, changing sonics. So mm. Also, uh, the artist in the ambulance is like 45 minutes as well. So... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hey, I'll leave my like, humble pie. It's fine. Yeah, that's right. I'm gonna put on that. What, what was it like? Twelve minutes, seven songs. <laughs> Not even that record that you had last year in the um, top tw- top ten or top twenty. Oh, um, yeah. So, crowning. Right. It, was, it was like so. Yeah, six songs, seven minutes or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Mind Force was the same. It was like seventeen minutes. That's true. So, did you listen to much of this band after this? I did a little bit. I enjoyed Lights and Sounds. Lights and Sounds was a really good record. I had that on vinyl for ages. I just got it this year or last year. Really happy with it. Yeah. Thanks, Webby. Webby the goat. The goat. That's why he's the goat. The goat. (laughs) Honestly, and then Paper Wars, I listened to a little bit. Yeah, I listened to that that a little bit as well. That was it. This is a public service announcement to anyone who owns this record. Um, if you're even going to think about trying to sell it to me for over two hundred dollars, don't message me. I'm 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 weak, and uh, I don't want it. So, <laughs> I yeah. actually had when you're through thinking, say yes. I thought that was decent as well. Oh, I never listened to that. Yeah, I might listen to that tonight. After I watch Happy Gilmore. Fair enough. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. That was another episode done. A bit, bit chaotic. It feels like every time we don't record for like too long, it feels like the first episode again. It does, but it's fine because we're not ummy and ahhing as much and we probably sound better, hopefully. Dave wants to get us on camera doing appropriate things only. So I've got to clean my bedroom because look at this mess. We're going to get our bloom teas out. I've already got my bloom tea on. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Where is your um, chest hair? I don't have chest hair. I'm, I'm 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 an Asian boy. Must be nice. It's horrible. You must have lots of fun at at, uh, at water parks. Why? Because you're slippery. Because you don't have hair to grip you on the water slides. I, I 
to be honest with you, dude, I don't think I remember the last time I went down a water slide. Well, you should. It's fun. Yeah. It would be like a rubber. It would be like, ah. <laughs> The hair, like, kind of is, is a lubricant. It's not. <laughs> I'm sure you... All right, Dave. We're talking about going down slides in the nude, so let's just let's just cut the pod there. You said nude. Oh, you didn't say nude. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> thanks, on, thanks to everyone who's listened this far. Sorry about Phil's. <laughs> Sorry about my 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 bare chest, Dave. Fuck, yeah. thanks, man. <laughs> and your tiny nipples. Um, please oh, don't get to. Fly. I think they're adequately sized. <laughs> Please don't forget to follow, subscribe, and leave a review. Radio on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. <laughs> all right, Dave. All right, keep going. We got, we got, we got adequate, adequately um, review us, please. Um, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at press.com.pod on both platforms. Uh, we've also launched the uh, Press Conference Society on uh, on Facebook. Please go and join that. We'll get some good convo. I promise you we won't post any of our nipples on there, so um, get around that. And as always, we love the feedback and conversations generated by these topics. Uh, let us know what you think. Let us know why Dave's top five is wrong and Empty Apartment isn't the best song on the album because it is, but let us know. Yeah. Send us some hate mail. I want more hate mail. I, I um, That's a bit weird. Is that a new kink for you, Dave? No. <laughs> I just want to take out my anger on someone else other than you. (laughs) All right. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next week.